I, you know, you can draw this similarity between a mermaid tail and a wedding dress. I mean, they're well, and, and that's, and that, and that is what's so amazing about it. And what we love about it so much is that it is such a personal thing for so many people. And it's something that they're so, so excited for. And to, to I mean, it feels like a privilege to be mm-hmm. able to make those things for people. It's the Mermaid Podcast. We've got mermaids on the land and down below. Legs or fins, you will love our show. All the news that makes a splash is on the Mermaid Podcast. Hello, you're listening to the Mermaid Podcast, and I'm your host, Laura Von Holt, the fairy boss mother of Cinderly. Hey, mermaids. In this episode, we talk to Abby and Bryn Roberts, the founders of Fin Folk Productions, which makes realistic, swimmable mermaid tales. Fin Folk Productions is well-established within the mermaid performance community and known for their very high-end silicone mermaid tales. They have provided countless tales for clients worldwide, and we were really happy to be able to catch up with them. Abby and Bryn have grown into very savvy businesswomen, and we learned some of the secrets of mermaid tail making, what it's like to run a creative business, plus they gave us the inside scoop on their new line of fabric tails and their expansion into a giant warehouse, which means they can make even more mermaid tails. The Fabric Tales launched over Thanksgiving weekend and sold out almost instantly, but we hear that they will be restocking soon. So if this episode makes you want a Fabric Tale of your own, check out Finfolk's website, which we will link to in our show notes at mermaidpodcast.com. And as a reminder, the Mermaid Podcast is open for business. So if you'd like to sponsor an episode, please get in touch with us by emailing podcast at cinderly.com. And now, on with the show. Hi, I'm Abby Roberts. And I'm Bryn Roberts, and together we run Finfolk Productions. Yay! Okay, so for somebody who's just stumbling on the podcast and has no idea what that means, um, what do you make? Um, we make mermaid tails, uh, <laughs> as hopefully everybody listening knows. Yeah. Uh, we started out in 2012 uh, making silicone mermaid tails, which we still make. And we've recently branched out into uh, some other mermaid tail products as well that we're really excited about. Awesome. Okay, so I'm very excited to talk to you because I have talked to a lot of mermaids who use your tails. And also, I was like, I have to have a tail maker because you can't be a mermaid without a tail. That's key. That's key. Um, so thank you for helping the people. Okay, so you got started in 2012. Um, can you just take me through what, it, like, what were you doing right before you started it? How did you get the idea? How did it all come together? It's a really great story, actually, because neither of us ever planned to make mermaid tails. No, not specifically. Kind of happened completely by accident. So uh, we both grow up uh, in a very artistic family. Our dad's an artist, and so we've always been artistically inclined. Uh, We've all, all of us, both of us, we've both dabbled in uh, in various art forms and things like that. So in uh, 2011, 2012, we were in college for various degrees. Um, I was actually getting a a fashion degree, not because I'm necessarily interested in fashion, but I was going to be getting into uh, theatrical costuming. So um, I did a lot of sewing and uh, things like that. I actually was doing fitness costuming before I started Mermaid, so lots of rhinestones, um, making costumes for fitness world (laughs) things like that and so I had actually had a business prior to Finfolk okay. which I'm not going to name because <laughs> it's still live out there in Facebook land somewhere uh, but I don't do anything with it anymore uh, where I was doing uh, those types of costumes and things mm-hmm. so 
And then Bryn at the time, you're going to tell them more. Yeah, I mean, I was at the time, I used to do, um, I mean, I was just in school, and I had been looking into um, some of, like, the makeup artistry schools in L.A. and stuff like that, which um, at the time, I thought that's what I really wanted to do. Like, I really wanted to get into makeup and prosthetics um, for film. And now that I know a little bit more, a lot more about the industry, obviously, I'm I'm happy. It's amazing how life kind of works out. so that you're still, I'm still in this field that I'm really interested. Um, I think some people kind of have this um, this outlook that because I mean I make mermaid tails, it must be because we love mermaids so much. And that's, I mean, we definitely do now, and that's definitely it's such a big part of our lives. But a lot of um, our passion comes from creating. I had a lot of interest in molding, casting, um, and again, like theatrical type artwork, prop building, and stuff like that. So it's been really incredible that we were able to find our way into a career and owning a business that kind of circulates around all of those mm-hmm. things. It just happens to be mermaid-themed, which yeah. has been really awesome because there's a really um, a really cool mermaid community and mermaid culture out there, and it's kind of mm-hmm. consistently growing and, and things like that. So, But at the time, I was just in college doing my gen eds, um, thinking about moving to L.A. to do classes there um, to hopefully break into like the film industry and then we actually worked out at the Minnesota Renaissance Festival, and that's how we got our start okay. with making homemade tales. Because um, that year of 2012, we're no, we um, we're really close with the directors and the management out there, and they were starting a new Mermaid Cove, and they just put out like a general artist call saying that they were looking for somebody to help build Mermaid Tales. Um, and then it's actually kind of one of Abby's favorite stories to tell because. <laughs> It is she, one of my favorite because stories. she essentially volunteered for the project. And here's how here's how it went. <laughs> it's a call from Marie Tales. I wrote in right away. I said I can sew anything that you might be looking to have sewn. Thinking maybe it would be fabric tails or something like that. Keeping in mind at this point, Bryn and I had never seen a silicone mermaid tail before. Oh, I mean, we had maybe seen Splash oh. probably when we were younger. Yeah, yeah. but we didn't know anything about it uh and right away the directors got back to me and they said what we're wanting is we're wanting these prosthetic silicone mermaid tails and that was the first I'd ever heard of them and of course I wrote back right away I'm like oh I'm sorry that's not my area of expertise I can't do that and then what we started to do is we started to do a little bit of research a little bit of research into the supplies and the silicone and the the casting process and things like that not like you can find a process online right there's not a manual for how to make a silicone but but we started looking into some of the casting and mold making aspects of it and i said to my director i said you know with if my sister can come in on this project with me i think that the two of us can do this together and of course i had not actually discussed this (laughs) classic She's just so, getting, she's getting in way too deep into this project, and of course it's like six weeks out from the show, mm-hmm. so they they they're needing these fast. I mean, this isn't like a year in advance or even a couple of months in advance. I mean, this was it was June, June end of June, and, and they needed tails by August, mid August. Yeah. yeah. So so we were driving to this production meeting that I drug Brim along on and, and arguing in the car about this because she I was, was like, I'm busy. I have upset. things to do. At, ta- at that time, I was doing. I used to do a lot of drawings, and I was doing custom portrait work. That's kind of how one of the ways I was paying. Yeah, Brynn's an amazing uh, portrait drawing. And artist. and I was like, I have like commissions to work on and classes to study for. I was school. like, I do not have time for this, and I was so <laughs> mad at her. And um and it's so it's so funny now because we went to the meeting and it essentially became a like, yeah, hey, well, 
you're going to cut us a check for a lot of money for this supplies and we're going to make you mermaid tails and yeah. figure out how to do it. So yeah. we got a check at the meeting. We got a so check at the signed sealed deal. That's good. Uh, <laughs> done with this meeting that it kind of argued about going yeah. together. And um, at the time, it felt like so much money, and now it's pretty. We're like, we go through that much silicone in like a day. Or yeah. a day. <laughs> um, but at the time, it was it was a big deal, and so we then spent the next five weeks, five to six weeks, approximately building out five mermaid tails, and those ended up never having made a mermaid tail right. before. And those ended up being our initial prototypes. And mm-hmm. then the thing that we kind of also like to joke about is that, like, we didn't discover the community. The community discovered us. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. We, we didn't know, again, like, this is, like, we'd never seen a, a silicone mermaid tail before, didn't know it was a thing, didn't know there was, like, there a were other companies doing it. Uh, yeah, then there's, like, a that that swam in them and and were part of this this kind of underground movement and so we had a friend write us on Facebook probably and she was like hey just you know there's this uh, forum online that's like posting because we had posted like a couple like videos okay. I think just on our personal pages or like maybe we'd done it on YouTube but it wasn't like a big thing it was like oh here we up we went swimming with these tails in a pool and then we like uploaded a video of it to YouTube and um, and one of our friends was like hey there's this forum online that's like talking about your guys' tales and they're like really excited about it because like you're new people and like they don't nobody knows who you are and like so maybe you should go in there and like you know tell them like who you are and that was when we found out we, we like literally logged onto this forum and we're like oh my god there's this entire community of people that do this um and we had at the time so much fun um you know in the building process and the development and stuff like that that those first five tales that we made it ended up being our prototypes and then um, from there, we kind of had this moment, like, standing in my garage in, like, the summer heat where we made these first five tables, <laughs> and that, we had started to do a little bit more research in the community, and we just saw room for, like, a company that didn't quite exist yet, and so that was when we kind of, like, looked at each other, and we were like, do we want it? We could keep making mermaid tails, mm-hmm. and then it's really, as they say, yeah, like, we the got rest our, is kind yeah, of history. Like, we got our just, first couple of orders in, and yeah, it was, it was literally the rest is history. So we've been busy ever since busy that, ever that since, summer. Yeah. It's been mermaids nonstop. Continually just growing busier, So, which is good, good in a lot of ways. Um, but, I mean, we've also ended up creating what is now becoming, like, a huge company and a really huge following. You know, we've got such a great base of, of like, fans and followers um, who love our work and things like that, but, you know, we've, I mean, as you maybe probably know, you know, it's like we just moved into, you know, purchasing a warehouse because, like, studio that we have now is, like, not, we could fall, we joke all the time that we could be, like, a tower of, of like, inventory could, like, fall and crush us. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and if I have to just, like, dig us out of our studio yeah. because there's no room <laughs> for anything else. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of this, like, in a lot of ways just become, because the other thing that Abby and I are passionate about too is like the the business management Mm -hmm. aspect of things. And that was kind of something that we saw that was, again, lacking in the community, at least when we first broke into it, was there were people that were passionate about mermaids and they were passionate about making tails, but there wasn't quite a higher industry standard set yet Mm -hmm. for quality and safety and um you know really like a lot of innovation and stuff like that so that was just we've had uh, such passion from that aspect of things along with the creative end of it so 
That's so cool. So you like you took your artistic background, you had an opportunity, and then you saw a market opportunity, and now you've built a pretty significant business, which is still growing. It's still growing, actually. Yeah. And I yeah. would say that 2018 is probably going to be our biggest growth Definitely year. Definitely going to be yet. our biggest year, yeah. So, and and we're, we're really excited because, with especially with our warehouse space, we just purchased a 14,000-square-foot warehouse. Okay. And, and where's the warehouse? Uh, it's in North Carolina. Okay. Uh, where we we ended up. Yeah, <laughs> we started out in Minnesota here. and we lived in Hawaii for a couple of years and, and we're here now. I grew up and, in Hawaii, so I I had heard about you while I was like in Hawaii, but it would go back home. People were like, "There's these girls with these mermaid tails." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely loved it there, uh, but we wanted to expand the business, and so it was actually because we wanted to expand, uh, which is why we ended up moving off island because it, it's very difficult to to do that sort of thing. We couldn't have purchased a fourteen thousand square foot warehouse. On, I don't think on those exist the on the island. And, so, and yeah. importing and exporting all of the materials and having everything like shipped is it's a big deal. Yeah, we wanted we wanted to be able to provide for our clients. I mean, they're the most important people in our lives. And so we 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 were able to do the Hawaii thing when we were just doing, uh, uh, you know, custom just work, custom silicone, just work. custom silicone tails. But we wanted to be able to keep our to expand, to keep our expansions, you know, reasonable. Yeah. So uh, so this was really the best thing that could have happened in the company. And uh, we're really excited because we have so many amazing things that we have coming that we can't even really talk about yet. Yeah. <laughs> nothing's finalized, yeah. but it's all going to happen once we're in that space and once we're in our new building. So lots so. of plans for branching out and, you know, kind of continuing to grow um, as like a company and a business and as a brand and things like as that. As people. Yeah, as people yeah. too, yeah. You know, which I think sometimes people forget. I think we've grown such a large company that I think from a very young age, yeah. we were when we started the 1920, 1920, 1920, I think. And so I think sometimes people have this perception that we have, that there's like huge staffing behind what we're doing and there's not, there's like four or five of us. <laughs> yeah. okay. Wow. So, and, and Abby and I kind of at the head of everything. And then, um, um, I'm really lucky to, I have a, a partner who also owns a business and is very business oriented. So we have, um, kind of somebody else to help in that area with marketing and stuff like that. And then we have a couple, you know, we, and then we have actual studio assistants and a couple of girls that work on customer service and things like that. So, but it's still just very, very small kind of family team of, of all of us. So, yeah. Yeah. So you do a lot with a pretty lean crew. Yeah. We, yeah. we do yeah. do a lot. It, uh, actually it's, yeah. And yeah. well, and it's, rigorous it's rigorous yeah, to yeah. Say the, we do we have a we have a pretty lean crew right now but we're very lucky to have the individuals working for and with us that we have uh because our 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 lead assistant who we we, we would kind of consider more our general manager Markin, is uh she's only been with the company for like she has been with us barely six months and she just has absolutely saved us uh so we're really excited to to expand into the building because that's going to give us more room to have some even even some more people on Mm -hmm. um because right now with the studio space we literally just can't and this is something that i think that i think people are struggling to understand because you know we have we have wait times we have a lot of demand and uh people i think don't quite understand that because of the current space we're in we're actually we're physically limited and how many people we can we can like safely safely and healthily have mm-hmm. uh, current workspace in the workspace? Yeah. 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 yeah, So so that's one of the reasons we're so excited to get in the warehouse because that's going to uh, expand our 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 capabilities uh, quite a bit in terms of 
you know, how quickly, how quickly we're able to get things done and how many things we're able to get done and things like that. So still having, you know, that quality control that, that, that's a big thing that we built our brand around is having, is providing a really quality product. Um, and that's, I think another reason too, that it's been hard, you know, that people are, you know, they're so, they're so anticipatory. They're so anxious to get the things that we have. And that's, that's kind of one of the, I think the worst the hardest things about running the company right now is that we, we have like these wait times yeah. um, for our products. And when we do like, when we do like a product release, I mean, we, we consistently are selling out in like five to 10 minutes of like hundred plus product inventory. Like oh, wow. it's, it's gone. And so, and then people <laughs> have to wait two to three months to receive it because we have to build, we have to build all of it. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of it's been kind of just this learning curve of like dealing with like the influx of demand that we have mm-hmm. while also not copying out at all at all to like our standards of quality and things like that Mm -hmm. um because that's such an important part of like why we started the business in the first place yeah yeah so I want to give people an idea because when I when I tell people I have a lot of friends who are not into mermaids and like this whole world is completely mind-blowing to them (laughs) (laughs) um but I do want to give people an idea of just like this the the scope of your business and the different tiers of what you have available because it's there's everything from advanced to like fairly casual um, or beginner, right? So can you kind of walk me through the different kinds of tales and products that you offer? Yeah, absolutely. So it's so funny because we actually, in terms of progressing the company, Mm -hmm. we actually started out at at the very, very high tier of really, really focusing on our silicone work, um, our custom prosthetic tales, Mm -hmm. and kind of honestly moving down from there, not to say, you know, down in quality, but down in affordability, um, you know, it, it, as funny as it's as it is, it, it, it's almost more difficult to make a high quality, lower cost tail than it is to make a high quality, higher cost yeah. tail. Yeah. So we've been in development for the last uh, year and a half on some of our newer products. So we, for you know, the three four years prior to 2016, we are solely doing custom silicone. Okay. So platinum cure silicone, everything's absolutely custom, done to your measurements done your paint specifications, all of that. And I think those were all ranging between 2,500 to four or 5,000, mm-hmm. depending on the level of customization, uh, you know, and things like that. So that's kind of like our, our highest tier. And again, that's where we started. And that's, mm-hmm. I dare to even say kind of where we're still very, it's where we hold a lot of our creative passion because it's where we're able to have like the most um, creativity, not necessarily creative freedom, depending on, you know, who you're working with, but, um, but a lot of creativity in there, that's when we really just like get our hands in, like in it, like literally into like clay and paint and things like that. Yeah. And then when we developed our mythic line, uh, we started working on our mythic line a year and a half ago and, uh, but launched it just a year ago. Solid six months of development. Yeah. Yeah. And, And we knew what we wanted was we, we wanted something out there that could be beautiful, that could be, uh, realistic, that wasn't, a silicone tail or a fabric tail, there we weren't really seeing anything in between there. We weren't really seeing in terms of affordability, in terms of something uh, that still looks nice, that's high quality, that's nice to swim in. Um, functionality has been such a huge focus for us, absolutely, um, yeah. because there are um, you know sometimes like uh, with like a lot of like the fabric tails that because a, a lot of people can't afford. Mm-hmm. 
two, three, five thousand dollars for even a seven hundred, eight hundred dollars for a mermaid tail. And so the your next option is kind of like the fifty to hundred dollar range with fabric tails, which also usually have not very high quality monofins in them. So they're also pretty easy. Not only do they only look so realistic, but they also don't necessarily have like these easy swimming devices in them, which is something that the whole point of a mermaid right. tail <laughs> to swim in it. <laughs> Just yeah. And so um, that's been so important to us. Yeah, like Bryn was saying, just the functionality aspect. And like, we want to make tails that not only are beautiful, but that you can actually use and you can confidently use and that are easy and fun to swim in as opposed to, you know, difficult or challenging. Difficult or challenging. So that's what led us to, you know, that was what led us to, we didn't see a lot of products that were kind of like this middle, this, this middle differential between very, very expensive or very, very cheap. And mm-hmm. so... That was what led us to our mythic line, and that's like our nine hundred to like twelve hundred dollar range tail that we create. Again, depending, there's um for the most part, it's it's we have you know like four different colors that people can choose from, and then they have um three different types of fins that they can add, and that's the limit of customization mm-hmm. that comes with those tails. And the, the thing that's obviously much easier, and then also size, we range in size from extra small to double uh, XL. And so the and those so that it's much more general, you know. So they not, can they can get like a, a quality, good looking, realistic looking mermaid tail without having to invest thousands of dollars up front because how can you invest yeah. thousands of dollars without having to wait, you know, twelve to eighteen? Yeah, and now right. we spend a lot of time. Those are different because we still have the silicone um, flukes with the mo- and the, the monofins built mm-hmm. inside, but the bodies are made out of neoprene, which is like wetsuit material, and then we. Um, spent a lot of time developing like these really beautiful iridescent resin scales that are all like hand sewn on um, to the body of the tail, and so so it's been really interesting. You know, we've had such high demand for those, and it's been you know a bit of a learning curve with developing a product like that, um, and also again trying to keep up with demand because there's been so much demand in the community, and we we knew that we were pretty sure that there would be, but especially after we released the Mythic line, it became apparent like how important it was to people to have something that was like more affordable and nicer, but not necessarily $4,000 either. Right, because before um, you introduced that, it seemed to me like the market was either you got a very basic fabric tail just to try it on and, you know, like scotch on a pool, or you were like all in and we're getting your super custom tail. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And now what we're doing, uh, looking forward to our fabric line, which we've been developing for also the last, also the like, last. Four to six months. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, we like to really develop, uh, make sure everything's perfect. But um, as far as the fabric tail line, going into that, we, for years, I remember people asking us, are you ever going to do fabric tails? Oh, okay. And we were like, no, we like making, you we know, just we just like making our custom work. We like doing the art too much and things like that. And, you get to year so, five of crushing custom work kind of consistently, and you hit a point where you're like, maybe I would like to make something that's a little bit more available, like, readily available right, to yeah, people. And not, so, so we knew when we when we first started talking about doing the fabric tail line, we knew that we wanted to do it different than anyone else had done it, and we wanted to do it. We're just kind of our feet, our, our <laughs> anthem. <laughs> Um, is that we're, we're always looking to, to level even ourselves up. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to do something that exceeds expectations. Mm-hmm. And so and there's with, a definite expectation for what a there, there really is. So it would have been really easy for us to go, Hey, we're going to 
design some tails and print them on some swimsuit fabric and stick that same monofin, that same little monofin in there that everybody has in their fabric tails and, and sell them. You know, we could have done that. And we could probably profited off of it yeah. like, pretty reasonably. But, but we wanted to do something different. We wanted to do something that wasn't out there in the fabric tail industry. Um, we wanted to provide people with the most realistic fabric tails that they could buy. Um, we wanted to provide them with fabric tails that have have the option to have really, really great monofins in them, uh, swimming and performing and things like that, and, and safety, obviously. Um, and we wanted to give people the option to have something a little bit more extravagant in terms of fabric tails, because everybody's got, and, and I don't know how much before we do, before the launch, but... We're gonna have um, we're gonna have full size flukes on our fabric tails, so um, yeah, yeah. So that's really exciting. Yeah, and um, and the op- you're gonna have the option to be able to even put up to a competitor in your fabric tail, and that I don't think has ever existed in the community before. Wow. Okay. To have um, and we also the our materials this and this was so important to us. We we have a neoprene based, uh, thicker, much more sturdy material than is currently on the market. So, um, because, you know, currently a lot of fabric tails are made out of just kind of a swim material, four-way stretch, which is great. It's simple. It's easy to take care of. Um, but we wanted something that, again, was going to be a little bit more durable, mm-hmm. was going to give you a little bit more padding and cushioning. Mm-hmm. And so really, really excited about mm-hmm. these fabric tails. And about how much will they weigh? Because I know a silicone tail can be like 30-ish pounds or something, right? Uh, silicone tail is usually between 20 and 25, okay. something that is got a lot of fins on it or mm-hmm. something like that that's when you kind of get up into, break into like the 30, 25 30 25 30 mm-hmm. um but our tails usually are around 20 to 25 okay. so um i don't know we haven't weighed one yet but oh one of the fabric one tails of the fabric yeah not very heavy very heavy like yeah. a couple pounds maybe. yeah i mean the heaviest part is probably is going to be the monofin yeah for Depending sure on what kind of monofin i mean i mean it's kind of like how much does a, a wetsuit weigh you yeah. know like wetsuits don't you oh, yeah. they don't have a whole lot to them so <laughs> Um, yeah, I definitely think the heaviest part of our fabric tails are going to be the, the whatever monofins are inside of them. In so, mm-hmm. yeah. So, weight, um, they're going to be very lightweight. They photograph beautifully. We've mm-hmm. released one photo uh, to our pod squad, our exclusive uh, little group, and uh, everybody was just floored. So, mm-hmm. And we were floored, too. Yeah, so we were really, <laughs> really excited about that. So um, we're really excited to have a fabric tail on the market that I think is going to photograph really similarly to uh, a silicone tail. Okay. And, um, and, and also something that, yeah, is going to be a little bit more extravagant mm-hmm. in terms of fluke. Eventually, we're going to have thin options and things like that. Hey mermaids, you know all about our Mermaid Sequest game, but do you know we also have a Candy Mountain Donut game? You use the motion sensor on your smartphone to try and balance a donut, and if you win, you could be the king or queen of Candy Mountain. Just search Candy Mountain Donut Fall in the App Store, or go to mermaidpodcast.com and download our free game now. So I have a couple questions. I'm just thinking back to like you are now building this expansive business, you know, and having a warehouse. But back in the day when you first started and you're creating these custom tails and and then you, and you guys have had some like very serious mermaids wear your tails. Like what was it like? Like the first time you had a huge influencer or, you know, like a, a huge personality wear a tail on like, you know, what was that like? 
Um, I mean, it was definitely like, I, it's funny, like our first international client was really exciting. We're like, oh my gosh, it's our first international client. Yeah. And it's funny now because that's, her name is Kara and she is um, Sirena Sy yeah. in Singapore. And um, it's funny because she's one of our best friends now. <laughs> and so, um, and it, it's just, it's, it's, it's so interesting to watch the progression of you know, how, like how exciting our first international client was. Mm -hmm. And now for years now, I mean, we're about probably 60, 40 in like, you know, 60% us based and then like 40% international, yeah, clients. So like, international, you know, um, and we've, I think some of the most exciting, um, instances have, it, it's so fun to watch and see like where our art goes mm -hmm. without us. Um, yeah. Like there's um like I know I'll give a shout out because she'll love it like um Virginia Hankins she runs um Shiro's Mermaid Group and they're on a poly go to L A yep. so like they've done a lot of cool parties for um they've done parties for uh Jessica Simpson and there's a Channing Tatum there was a Channing Tatum <gasps> 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 it's like my favorite <laughs> like she, I, I she hope it's okay that I said that yeah <laughs> hopefully it's okay that we that we said that um but uh well the Jessica Simpson was on Ellen and yeah, like, yeah. talking about. She didn't talk about our company specifically, but yeah. she talked, talked about, about the mermaid party she, talked she about had for her Shiro, Shiro's who did the party for her. Oh, and yeah. then there was a photo on Ellen. Like, it's been one of our dreams to be on Ellen. Like, that's probably our Totally. Dream. Oh, my God. You guys would be so good on Ellen. <laughs> and there was a photo of the party, and our tails were in the photo on the Ellen show. And yeah. we were like, this might be the closest we ever get. <laughs> like, <laughs> on Ellen. Yeah. We'll take it. Um, so that's pretty, that's pretty exciting. Um, you know, it's been, it's, we've had so much fun working with, you know, kind of trying to circle around to your question about, you know, what is it like when big influence influencers wear our tails or anything like that? I mean, we're so, I mean, our standard of quality runs the same for whoever we're working whoever with. Whoever it is. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, it's, there are people that purchase our tails that I think only ever use them for, you know, personal, personal use. Like we'll send somebody a tail and we might, we might never, there are a lot of instances where we never see it again um and then you know we do and then we also do you know some commercial work for like bigger like party companies or aquariums and things like that and so um you know i think the most joy that we get out of um our work and seeing who wears them is just is the enjoyment that it brings no matter you know if it's some huge aquarium show that's going on or if it's just somebody like swimming in their backyard pool so um you know we really have a lot of excitement kind of mm -hmm. From all angles. From all, yeah. That's all, why we're, you know, aspects. that's why we're in it. That's why we do it. I think that's what any artist ever wants in their career or their life is to be able to, like, make art for other people and bring them joy. So that's really kind of our base focus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's so cool to get to, like you said, like, when you make something and it's out in the world and you get to see it just kind of in the wild, like, literally in the wild for you. It's like, <laughs> right? like the deep blue, um, to, to see that you've made something that has a life beyond, like, just where you made it in your, in your warehouse, your studio. Um, so when you, is, is there a specific inspiration for the kinds of tales that you make? Like, was there anything you were thinking about when you were like, when you were thinking of what would a mermaid tale really look like? That's a good question. You know, when we first started, I think there's been a big evolution of our company and in, in various aspects. So when we first started, we were creating tales for Renaissance festivals. So mm -hmm. the first thing, obviously, that comes to mind is these Renaissance paintings of mermaids that, you know, you see in, in their classic paintings. Yeah. And um, kind of like Iliad, Oph Odyssey. Yeah, Ophelia feel to it. Yeah. So I know that when we first started, we wanted... You know, we're really interested in, you know, the metallics and golds and kind of creating, like, 
this very beautiful fantasy-based type of mermaid. And that was really our first inspiration. And then, you know, as the company grew, it, it was really, it's really interesting. One of the things I love so much about custom work is how it challenges our own how it challenges our own creativity in the sense that I've made tales for people that I never would have thought to make. On oh, and cool. How that helps us to grow as artists because yeah. you, when you're creating not just for yourself, but for somebody else, you're it having, forces you out of your comfort it, zone. Yeah, it yeah. does. And it, and it forces you to see, especially mermaids and, and what, how people perceive mermaids through somebody else's eyes. And we've yeah. done that hundreds of times now. So I think it's so amazing to see how that varies person to person Mm -hmm. and how many different inspirations Mm -hmm. there, there are, and there can be, you know, some people are really inspired by a supernatural looking mermaid and some people are super inspired by a super imaginative fantasy. And so to see that, that has definitely, I think, influenced us. And I think we can go either way. You know, it, it depends on the day. You know, if yeah. you ask me what, what kind of mermaid I love to make the most, it really depends on the day. Okay. So, and that's what I love But that's about where it. we pulled our, I mean, it's our namesake, like, Finn folk when we first started. Mm-hmm. Like, and kind of falling back on that, like, we were really into, like, the mythology and the folklore of it. Um, kind of, like, the darker, like, um, like really um, earthy aspects of it, I mm-hmm. guess. So, like, the Finn folk are actually... It's an Orkney legend, so very North Scotland. Yeah, Orkney Island. And the Finn folk were actually, like, water dwellers that would, like, come crawl up on shore at night and, like, steal... So they were, like, kind of, like, yeah. the So cool! <laughs> That's amazing. So they were kind of the fey folk, like, of the legend water of the water yeah. Yeah, world. And so that... <laughs> a lot of people don't know that yeah but that was something else again like, yeah thin folks not a made-up word at yeah all. and that was something that again when we started the company and just trying to set ourselves apart like everything was kind of like mermaid this or siren that and you know so we were trying when even just with picking a name like we wanted to stand out we wanted to kind of not separate ourselves but to say like you know we're this is who we are we're our, our own entity you know trying to create our own um like our own versions our own quality our own types of tales that have never been seen before and so that, but that's where the namesake came from mm-hmm. so that yeah. is so cool um so do you guys have your own tales like is this like where the cobbler's kids don't have shoes or like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that, actually it's really funny so something that um i think i think is one of the reasons we are successful in this industry is that our focus is on the art and don't get me wrong I love to put on a mermaid tail and swim around and do photo shoots as much as any other person Mm -hmm. in this community but Bryn and I are so much more focused on on the actual art the actual creation of it that our our kind of end of it that gets put on the back burner it feels a little bit selfish to to me sometimes to, to 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 have something like that because Every time I'm making a tale, I'm thinking about who it's going to and who's going to get so much enjoyment about it, you know, with it. And our problem is we just, we don't really have the time. Yeah. (laughs) We don't really have the time to do a lot of our own, our own stuff. And we had tales for ourselves in the past. And then it was just recently, um, you know, what we end up doing more often than not is we'll, we'll make these tales and then usually to test something new. 
Like that's kind of what we did. Like the last tails that we made for ourselves, we made mm -hmm. these these fancy new fin sets that we wanted to make sure we were gonna make them the right way. And so we made like a tester tail, like for <coughs> a tester tail for for ourselves. And so we ended up making those tails, and then we swam in them in the ocean and pools and lakes, and you know use them a whole bunch and let friends swim in them. And that and then we ended up actually just taking them and, like, putting them up for sale for yeah. some other individuals that wanted right. them. Because so our problem is, um, you know, they'll get used for something, and then they and then they kind of get shelled, which is sad. Because we I don't, don't have a lot of time I know, to do I don't think, things. Yeah. I don't think it's fair for us to be sitting on our shelves like that when they could go to somebody who could really love and use and enjoy them. If I, just because for some people the idea of a custom tail is so wild... What am I getting into if I'm ordering a custom tail? Like, I don't want your trade secrets, but, like, right. do I get molded? Like, what happens to me? We actually don't have um, – we don't have to do any type of body casting or mm -hmm. anything like that. Um, we work entirely off measurements. So that's actually uh, one of the benefits of having gone to college for mm -hmm. at least a couple of years in my chosen field um, is that I have tailoring experience and I have tailoring training. And so uh, I just do everything off measurements. So um, I draft all my patterns um, off of about two dozen measurements that people send me, and that's that's all we need. So we don't need, we don't need duct tape dummies. We only cast. We used to duct tape dummies. The first couple tails we made. First but, couple tails we ever made. But that it was, that was quickly a tassel. Did away with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not doing. Um, so um, we work entirely off of measurements. So what we'll do is you'll put your deposit down. You'll be on a wait list for a certain amount of time uh, where you won't really hear from us <laughs> until we actually <laughs> see production on your tail. And uh, what we we do is we'll gather those measurements from you. That's kind of something. <laughs> and then we'll move into the design phase. So it's always very interesting because you never know who you're going to end up working with. You never know. Some people know exactly what they want. They have had this picture of their tail in their mind since forever, and they know what they're getting. And then some people come to you, and they all they know is that they want a marine tail, and they want a marine tail that, that they are going to love to use and that they feel is going to reflect them, even if they don't know what that is. So I And I love both working with both both types of people. I love working with our clients who very specifically know exactly what they want. And I love working with people who are just passionate about lines and know they want a tail and maybe need a little bit of artistic guidance to get something that's unique and original to them. So um, from there, you know, they've, they've got fluke choices. I don't even know how many flukes do we have. I mean, we have a solid like five, I think right now, right now that are really are up from. to quality. Yeah. yeah um, but yeah, so five to six, probably flutes that people are going to choose from. We have two types of scales, you know, you can get a blended waist or not a blended waist. And then the fin options are pretty much endless from there. Um, we've got so many fin molds. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. Know. So you can do hip fins, you can do calf fins, you can do heel fins, you can do dorsal fins. So oh my God, that's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, so there, and some people go all out, and they want every type of fin, and some people don't want any, so it really kind of comes down to the person. It's a lot of variety, but there's, yeah. but there's so much, there's so many, the possibilities are really endless. So usually what we do when we have a client, especially if they don't know exactly what it is that they want, like, we have them send us, you know, we have files where we keep everybody's information stored, and where they're able to, to upload and add their own files, and so we'll we'll just start saying, you know, like, send us, like, photos that inspire you or, like, color palettes that inspire you. Like, you know, whatever the things are that you're drawn to. And, like, that'll usually help us kind of start to, like, build 
on an idea for them. Um, and then we'll also make up like templates for people. So we'll do like little drawings and sketches um, with like different flutes and fins and like the colors options that we could do. Um, and then we like send those to people and they'll either be like, yes, I love that. Or like, yes, I love that. But I want it changed. Or, um, you know, like, or I want something totally different. So it's, we usually try and nail as much of that down as we can before we start actually physically doing work on the tail. Um, cause that obviously just makes the process a bit easier. But, um, I, again, with that whole process, that's one of the reasons that it's been so great developing a couple of different lines that aren't all that custom work because custom work becomes so unpredictable depending on who you're working with in like the length of time that it's going mm -hmm. to take to make a, a mermaid tail for some for someone yeah. because of the fact that it's different for everybody mm -hmm. it's a process for everybody um yeah the process yeah. is never there's never an identical process with any individual yeah. creation everything's always a little bit different yeah, I hadn't thought until you guys were talking about what a like kind of intimate process it is because you're creating something that someone's like deepest ima like imaginative dream. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And for for I mean, there are people that would I, you know you can draw this similarity between a mermaid tail and a wedding dress. I mean, there are people, and and that's and that and that is what's so amazing about it and what we love about it so much is that it is such a personal thing for so many people, and it's something that they're so so excited for and to. I mean, it feels like a privilege to be mm -hmm. able to make those things for people because, you know, again, it's it's great to bring people joy with our art, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just, um, one more question is I I try to answer some of the questions that my audience has. Um, but one thing I think is, is so cool is that, you know, the dream for an artist is always to be able to, like, build a business off of your art and your creativity, right? Which you've obviously done. Um, do you have any advice or like best lessons learned from building a business <laughs> literally with your hands <laughs> yeah um yeah. I could write a textbook on the lessons we've learned <laughs> um and and I think one of the biggest things that I will say is I think experience is the best teacher mm -hmm. um there are a couple of things that Brent and I obviously learned you know like I learned all my tailoring and things like that in in school but Brent and I don't we don't have business degrees we don't have art degrees um you know to each his own if getting an art degree is is what you want to help somebody what helps somebody then that that is but I I really think from my position from where our lives have collectively led us uh experience and just doing it is really the best way forward mm -hmm. um you know don't feel like you have to you know you have to have an art degree or you even have to know how to do something to do it we got hired to make mermaid tails before we even knew how to do it. And we told her. And we, we told her, like, we don't know what we're doing. Don't know what we're doing. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, and but I, that didn't keep us from, that didn't keep us yeah. from, and I think from doing it. Some people stop, I think people, that's something that Abby and I have talked a lot about to people is that I think people are very like fear-based, I kind of, I think, in, in their decision-making and especially when it's making big decisions um, like out of your comfort zone, like, like starting a business or learning how to take on a new craft or a new trade. And I think a lot of it kind of comes down to the psychology of like the second that you tell yourself you can't do something is kind of when you like cease to actually ever be able to do yeah. it. There's nobody that comes to us and say, Hey, here's your schedule for yeah. self-determination and, and having, um, uh, self-reliance is, I mean, and it's, you know, important. there, I can't tell you how many days like we wake up at seven AM and you're in the studio by 8 PM and we're at 8 AM or 8 AM. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the studio at 8 a.m. and then you work until 8 p.m. and then you get off work at 8 p.m. and then you sit and you answer emails till 10. Like it's 
the, and that's not to say, you know, that's something that we're working on with running this business with hiring more people and stuff is having like more balance in that so that we're not constantly having to kill ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I there's do, definitely with, some sacrifice with running involved. a startup. It's yeah, it's all about sacrifice. It's yeah. kind of like having to be willing to put in the hours and do things that are going to be hard that you don't necessarily always want to do. It's it's the reward at the end. Yeah. It's the benefits that you get from that that are yeah. being the most rewarding. And I think, so. too, being willing to work through the stuff that isn't fun. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think very many people probably realize, um, you know, we're working our dream job, but it's still a job. And there are so many, I would say, what, what we do is maybe only actually, like, 30% actually making art and the rest of it and the rest of it is is paperwork and legalities and all of this stuff and so it's really a balancing act and having to uh, having to anticipate that you're going to have to do some stuff that's just boring sometimes mm-hmm. uh, I think when you tell people like oh like we make you know, like oh like we make mermaid tails for a living and there's it definitely kind of comes with this like this idea people kind of have this fantasy in their mind of like what we spend our day you know that we're Monet just painting our inspirations and it's like there are definitely days that are like that but it's a lot there's a lot more footwork kind of brutality to it the next biggest thing is i would say taking risks Mm -hmm. um you really you have to do it to move forward because you're never gonna you know every opportunity that you have the chance to take it's a risk to take you know we took a risk when we first signed up for for making mermaid tails that we maybe would have wasted that money from that check that they gave us buying stuff and completely messing it up and not doing anything right and not having tails to deliver to them you know yeah. we took a risk when we every every aspect of growing the business we took a huge risk with it and for the most part all of those risks paid off you know not they haven't been without their their trials and tribulations and their their learning curves and things like that but you know our, we took a risk signing up for our first studio we took a risk moving to hawaii we took a risk moving here we took a risk starting you know our starting our, our mythic line and you know the new lines that have kind of come from by a warehouse and warehouse <laughs> building that needed renovation work and um so so risk taking i think is kind of you know you gotta not look at it in a fearful way look at it as your friend look at the opportunities that are on the other side of you know doing something that's kind of slightly terrifying Mm -hmm. so it sounds like really although your creative business is building these mermaid tails and dreaming those up you are also having to be like using all those creative skills to build the actual business end of it It involves a lot of creativity and all of those things that you learn from trying things out with a mermaid tail also applies to like building up a business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, creativity and flexibility and adaptability, mm-hmm. all of those things go into yeah. it. Um, all right. So just one last question, you know, um, aside from like making tales and, and people getting all of this, you know, joy and be, be, put all this beauty in the world, um, what do you hope that these mermaid tales in this business, like, what's your dream for it? You know, like, where do you yeah. see yourself going or what do you want people to get out of this? That's really a great question. Um, one of the things, and, you know, we are so affected by this, living in Hawaii and things like that, and, and it's kind of a broad um, uh, uh, theme in the mermaid community is, you know, ocean conservation and things like that. And we were really inspired when we lived in Hawaii because – um, when you actually see something with your own eyes, you know, when you get, you know, Brent and I would go swimming off the pier almost every morning when we lived in Kona and, you know, you never know what you're going to see that day. You never know if you're going to see a sea turtle or a dolphin or, you know, sharks or, you know, who knows what you see. We saw, we saw everything. We saw so many different things when we lived there. Um, you know, or if you're going to see trash, you know, you, you just never know. 
And um, I think having that as a basis, um, you know, something that's always kind of surrounded the company, but also something that we're really wanting to grow into is having, you know, a, a very, um, you know, ocean-minded um, and, and conservation-minded is kind of the direction we'd ultimately really like to take things. Um, because once we you know, grow, we've grown to a point um, and are growing even further to a point that we're going to be able to to kind of be a bigger voice, I think, in the community for that. And wanting to ethically um, be a part of something bigger. Because, uh, you know, as far as, as far as mermaids go and everything like that, um, you know, we love what we do because we bring joy to people, but we want to also, you know, have a, no, I don't want to say a bigger impact or like a more important impact. Cause I feel like, I feel like what we do is already so important to each individual that we work with. Yeah. Um, you know, that's so important to us, but also to, I think with almost this feeling of like responsibility with the fact that like our company has grown at the level that it has, that it's now giving us more of the opportunity to branch into, um, some of those other conservation minded things and so like that's kind of our next big thing is looking um you know to continue to do mermaid work like that's always i think going to be like at the center center, at the center of what we're doing um but we're really hoping to branch into some more um conservation related things ocean activity related products and things like that um that are going to be able to help move us into that direction of working alongside conservation efforts um and things like that so that's kind of I think some of our, our ultimate goal is, you know, with is how to continue to make our as impactful as possible, uh, not just to in, individuals, but like you yourself as like an artist or as a business owner. You know, you want to you want to look at your own work and say like, where am I making a difference? Like, how am I making the world a better place? So now that you've <clears throat> established your world, you want to help the world. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely think that's that's a good way to put it. Thank you for listening to the Mermaid Podcast, and thanks so much to Abby and Bryn Roberts for coming on the show. We'll have a link to everything we mentioned in our show notes at mermaidpodcast.com, including how to get in touch with us regarding sponsoring this podcast. If you like what you've heard, we hope you will share this episode on social media. And if you really loved it, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Mermaids love reviews. If you join our mailing list at mermaidpodcast.com, you can get special behind-the-scenes info and a heads-up when we have new episodes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Mermaid Podcast. And if you know a mermaid or a mermaid expert we should interview, you can fill out a Google form linked also in the show notes at mermaidpodcast.com. We'll be back in two weeks with more Cool Mermaids. It's the Mermaid Podcast. We've got mermaids on the land and down below. Legs or fins, you will love our show. All the news that makes a splash is on the Mermaid.